Hey guys, here's our show with Christian Mental Ward. Mental's a retired Air Force officer uh, and also a current high school teacher, but he's also a frustrated racer and instructor, but he has a philosophy degree, so got a lot going on. Occasionally, he'll tell a silly story over on Hooniverse or maybe the truth about cars, and sometimes uh, you may have actually seen him published in Road and Track. If you have an unnatural hunger for bad car pictures, shameless self-promotion, and snapshots of his three dogs, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Mental Ward, but that's M3-N-T-A-L-W-A-R-D. Ross Bentley, Jay Braun, and, and Mental Ward. Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> like one dude up in Minnesota. He's like, hey, he was my child. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Illinois. But he, I mean, he oh, was like okay. a hey, grid life guy. And he'd come from the drifting world. But he's like, he, you guys had gotten him addicted thinking about the track stuff. So I was in his in his genesis. And this was the, the only Southern one he was going to do. His name okay. wasn't Promo, was it? You're talking about a Genesis. That right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. No, it's, it, nice guy, young guy. He'd been a drifter, and I remember because he had these custom uh, link links on his rear suspension. Oh, didn't something, busted, something broke. one of them. Something broke. Yeah, we found That's a right. welder. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Hey, let's yeah, uh, let's hear, let's hear let's record. record. Yes, on, on record. <laughs> All right, you ready? Sure. Yeah. Five, yeah. four, three, two, one. to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Jabay. And tonight, we've got a special guest on the show. Uh, I met him probably about a year ago or so uh, when we were doing some instructing for Extreme Experience. Uh, some of you yes. may know him. Some of you uh, may not, but he's always a riot to hang out with and talk to. Uh, Mr. Mental Ward. What's going on, Mental? Hey, guys. How's it going? I now, guess I'm, I'm going to reuse that joke because it was funny, but you know, I feel like the... the <laughs> The bad prize at the beginning of Caddyshack when he's at the Caddy tournament. First prize was a scholarship, and the second prize was a bag of teas. <laughs> you know, after, after the caliber, of, I, seriously, I was I was listening to the the Jay Brun show, and I'm I'm like eagerly anticipating the rest of it because it was just amazing. Yeah, and then they're gonna, oh, awesome. Yeah, oh, he was, yeah. I can't I, like yeah. I was on that show, and I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> I, I kept getting it, I kept getting awesome. texts from people like, oh my god, why isn't like go ahead and, and release part two? Do it now. <laughs> Yeah, well, seriously. So they're gonna be like, oh, that that clown. I, you know, the the guy that used to instruct out in New Orleans, and now he's a high school teacher. Why, why am I even? You know, how do I fast forward to the commercials? Well, we, we've we've got uh, we've got some shows. Uh, in, at least one in between you and him. Don't worry, it'll be all right. <laughs> probably somebody else awesome and then to be like oh mental yeah we yeah. The, least, the least downloaded show ever no oh, definitely not but adam and i do adam i do laugh about like the fact that when we had our first show or two we were super excited we were like oh my god we got 50 downloads that's nuts 50 <laughs> people listen to this and now and now we're like sad if it's like yeah if it's below know, like 10 times that yeah yeah if it's below like 1500 <laughs> we're like man did did we screw up like what's going on yeah, it's only been like a day and oh, like wow. only like 2000 of download what's going on so i mean you it, guys, it's you guys have become insecure sorority girls oh my god <laughs> i only got like 17 likes on my instagram oh my god <laughs> yes. yeah if we my boob 
boobs. I'm just gonna if we don't get two thousand up, if we don't get two thousand downloads the first uh, the first day, I'm just gonna delete it, and yeah. then we'll just we'll repost it. <laughs> That's what so, we need to do. So yeah, Austin, go, Austin go, actually go told me in the, in the closet with a bunch of Hostess cupcakes. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm more into ho hos, bro. Come on. Uh, Austin told me that that we've actually probably met. I didn't know that you had instructed with us at Grid Life at uh, in, in Rotorua. Yes. Well, and, and so, you know, here's I'm sure you guys have the other, but grid life is pretty cool. And I knew Holly from also instructing in the from, supercar uh, thing. Yeah. yeah and Holly is. Yeah. Holly's one of the folks at grid life. And then when she came down south, she's like, hey, you got to come do this. It's awesome. And I, I went full tilt and drove a camper down there and camped out the whole weekend. Yeah. Awesome. You and I met at, uh, at the at one of the first driver's meetings. And I think we crossed paths because. Dude, you're insane at those grid life events. I don't know when you sleep because you're I don't, like <laughs> I don't sleep at all. Yeah, that's what makes you're it so in the fun. Morning, you're doing all the announcements. You're high fiving everybody as you're coming through the thing. You're talking to all the people. You got folks on the sidelines, and that drift is insane. And then you know that night at the concert, hey, this is awesome. You guys should. And I'm like, oh, Golden Girls is on. I must go to sleep now. But, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, uh, it's uh, just throwing it's, down at three in the morning. It's a freaking lifestyle, but I don't live that life most of my life. <laughs> It's it's Adam's alter ego. Yeah, no, it's bad. Like it's, he's actually it, I'm, he's I'm actually a, he's a mature uh, church minister during the during yeah. the normal week. <laughs> hey, it's a deacon, not a minister. Come oh, on. sorry, got to get it uh, right. No, the the, uh, the yeah the good life events are weird. They're very strange. Um, I, I and now that I hear your voice, I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. Like I could tell, and I'm I'm seeing your face on Skype. I'm like, yeah, I know who that guy is. <laughs> So, yeah, well, I mean, you know, to, so to that end, that was the interesting thing is, so the guy that I was teaching down there at Grid Life, he actually got involved in Grid Life and drifting and then kind of got bit by the track day bug. Yeah. So it is it is unique that Grid Life actually combines all of that stuff. You know, well, you, you yeah, that was kind of the, that's always been like the yeah. emphasis, you know, like bring all the, you know, the parking lot guys like the 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 casual drift scene, a little bit serious drift scene, the, the all their friends, the music crowd a little bit, you know, everybody that's kind of a little bit into cars has something to do there. So yeah, exactly. it's, And it's that's just a good way to do it. You know, it's, it, it's, it, we're all supposed to be a community. I remember when uh, the car show and uh, the U S version of top gear were coming out and they were like trying to start this rival between the two of them. I'm like, what, what, why are we doing that? We should, we're gearheads. We should all just kind of enjoy yeah, hanging yeah. out together and doing that sort of thing. And God knows we have enough shows about storage units. Why wouldn't we want a car <laughs> show? Yeah. There's, and, you know, there's, there's way why too much rivalry. Yeah, no, yeah. why don't I want, you know, and that's the thing is, is I was down there with some serious, you know, track attack uh, guys and we're just, it was the first time they'd ever seen it. it we, we're all, uh, we'd all instructed for extreme experience and we're just watching who was the guy in the, uh, the Nissan Q with, I'm certain was a swap and he was taking three people out at a time. Oh, Chris oh, Forsberg. I wrote Atlanta. Who? Yeah. Chris Forsberg. In the drift oh taxi. Oh my God, that guy is so <laughs> talented. Yeah, the, the drifter. Lord. Yeah, it was uh, a Nissan. Uh, what? What is it? I think it's, oh, it's, it's an Infinity, Infinity QX. It's, Infinity. it's like the Q ship. Yeah, QX. Yeah, not it's QX. A, a Q45 uh, Q45 or whatever. But yeah, but it's got a, a, a G35 or whatever. But it's got a VK35 uh, v, Nissan V8 engine swap in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Dodge or Nissan or somebody should be paying him to just they go are. park it. 
I think they are. That guy was just <laughs> unreal. He, he was, he's actually he was he, the first one that came drifting down through eleven, and it was just we're all like, yeah. wow. So that's yeah, actually he, that's that, his demo car. Um, yeah, same thing, him and, and Turek and Von Gittin. So we had three or four professional drifters there, uh, like big name professional drifters, um, and then right. some and, others. Uh, and, and Forsberg is actually the two thousand. He was the two thousand. Yeah, he won Formula FD Championship. Yeah, yeah. He, he won Formula D <laughs> he, this oh, year. Okay. No, he's like the so best he just, in the world. So he's just out there. So he was out there in his own personal car doing that because he just yeah. loves gridlock. That is just friggin' cool. Yeah, we, we brought See, him out mainly because he's so rad. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I, I think he, he came into the pits halfway through the drift session, had his pit crew set up, and they had to swap out his tires because he was drifting the whole track and everybody else yeah. was kind of drifting part of it. And nope. If he was turning that car, he was turning it with a throttle, and then even down the straightaway, he's just back and forth, back. It was it was yeah, awesome. The, his last session of the weekend was on Sunday, and uh, Chris, the founder of Good Life, myself, and Holly were in in the car with him, <laughs> and we, Holly and I were in the back, and Chris is up front, and. Uh, it, it was uh, it was the most surreal experience ever. It was it's so weird how when you you know especially with the pro guys it's so smooth. Like you expect there to be a lot of g forces, but the g forces kind of all go away because the pendulum it's effect, so gradual. You know, it's all in the back of the yes. seat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it's so weird. It's such a weird feeling, especially when you're with like the best in the world. It looked effortless from the. I was sitting right behind him, and I'm watching him. His inputs, you know, into steering and and clutch or into shifting, steering, the big handbrake and everything. And it's, it looked like he was. It looked like he was, you know, making eggs at breakfast. It was so <laughs> yeah, simple and slow. No- there's no reactionary stuff. It's all just, oh, I'm just going to no, turn. All totally and, pre-planned. And yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it was like you and I taking uh, a, a, a cool down lap around the track. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. Cause he was not, he was not, it didn't appear that he was stressed at all. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Now I do yeah. want to, I want to pick on Holly a little bit. How'd she do with that? Cause I, I know as a passenger, sometimes she doesn't always, <laughs> I have a, I have a phone uh, in my desk, my old phone, and it's got video of her, um, and she looked pretty pretty <laughs> comfortable actually because it was not that big of a deal. <laughs> but, okay. but a couple a couple of times well, she had a she couldn't really face, see like, oh, she couldn't really gosh. see out the window though, right? No, yeah, she, Holly's about four foot nothing. So, and that's, and that's the thing is when people always talk about the Lamborghini Gallardo is terrible for tall people. It's terrible for short people. And she would get in that car and she couldn't see over the dash. And she was good for like two sessions, and she'd be like, yeah. "I need a glass of water, be in another car, that. or I'm I'm going to stain this you know suede interior." And, I don't know how anybody so. does that extreme experience stuff. You guys have uh, that's a rough gig, man. That seems like a rough gig. When it's bad, it's bad. But when it's good, it's, you know, like there was a a kid in uh, uh, West Virginia. We went up there and and he delivers pizzas and he's like this just absolutely going to make his life better. You know, he's supporting himself and his disabled mother kind of a deal. I mean, just this great American. But he goes to college when he can. And he had saved his tip money because he really wanted to drive a Ferrari. And I want to say that, you know, when Extreme heard that story or whoever, they like hooked him up and put him in a ride in a Lamborghini. Yeah. you know, this is a guy that, man, you know, his dream is to, you know, one day I'm going to have a, you know, a really nice, sensible sedan like a Camry. But he gets to drive this Ferrari and, and you get to be a part of that. You get to you get to make that yeah, guy's day. Yeah. Uh, 
I was at Gingerman two years ago, and uh, this guy gets there, and his kids had bought him this, and you know he's he's been around the block a few times. He was a Korean War vet, and he didn't move around so good. And we had to kind of help him in the car a little bit, and once he got in the car, actually, he was took really good instruction, had a great time, and. We get him out of the car, and his his uh, daughter's like, "Oh, this is great! You know, we don't we don't know how much longer he's going to even be able to drive to have him go out there and do this." You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and that that's your motivation. You get to, you those are going are the, to be those are the good times. The best water cooler conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the bad times. You reach over, and it's <laughs> it's very different than when you're doing track instruction. You just reach over and grab the wheel and go, "Yeah, we're not doing that. No, nope, no." Nope. <laughs> Please do not destroy this quarter million dollar car. No, I, I, honestly, if it, after after like the second time, you don't care about the car. You're like, "Am I going home today? This is yeah. this is, is going to be brutal." Yeah, I've, I've and, never actually thought much about the like. Uh, you know, once in a lifetime experience portion, because like, I don't really care about driving Lamborghinis, but I guess a lot of people do care about that. Like, that's a big deal. Um, yeah, for the most part, I'm, like the people, yeah, the people, spoiled, you know. the people are so afraid of messing the car up that they never really push them that hard. So you're more of yeah. Oh, yeah. kind of just a safety net, yeah. a tour guide while you're there. But occasionally you get those people that just want to come down and like burn the car to the ground and they have no idea what they're <laughs> yes. doing and those are the guys those, that make you second question yeah. what you're what you're actually there doing you're yeah, like I'm why am that. i doing this and, and, and the, the most hated words of any driving instructor especially if they're doing it in in a in a, like a, a third-party car is well i daily drive a corvette <laughs> yeah. oh no and it's not that Corvette drivers. It's not that Corvette drivers are all bad. A, a lot of them are. But any Corvette <laughs> driver who believes that owning a Corvette and driving it daily makes you qualified, you're going to have your hands full yep. of that one. It's probably an There's going to be a whole lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. It is, and it's going to be a whole lot of no, 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 stop, no, 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 no. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> so of of all of those cars that Extreme Experience has, I mean, what's what's your favorite one, and what was the one that was oh, most you know. surprising? Um, honestly, I, they, they make fun of me how much I love the GT three, the Porsche GT three. That's my least powerful one that they have. That's my favorite too. Absolutely. And you take that car in any sort of a tight track, like Atlanta motorsports park, um, even Autobahn, uh, you know, ginger, many of that stuff. And, and the, the Porsche is just going to be nipping at the heels of everything out there. You put it in the right hands. That car is, it's just so good. Right. I mean, I think the one that surprised me the most was the the four five eight. I think that one i I enjoyed driving that more than I thought I was going to. I don't know if it's the oh, driving I, position it's or how open the cockpit is, but I really enjoy driving it. It is, and it's it's yeah. And honestly, and I I had that one when I was the chief instructor down in New Orleans last year. I had the I had a four five eight. I had a Gallardo. I had the GT three, and I had a GTR, and. The, the 458 was almost, and I underscore almost tolerable, uh, driving around New Orleans because that is just some of the worst pavement ever. Uh, but, yeah, but it was it's a really surprisingly simple car. The one that surprised me the most was the Z06. Yeah. I was just not prepared for how violent that thing accelerates. And we actually had to sit around with it. We had a client come to us in Oklahoma and show us, you guys, oh, you guys have the, the modes all wrong. And he walked us through how we set it up. That car was dangerous. Like, we would only let certain instructors teach in that one because, like, oh, God, this thing's going to end up, you know, plowing really? into a wall. The, um, the supercharged yeah. Z06, right? 
Yes. Those 48 things are more horsepower than the Lamborghini Huracan yeah. and a Kia on top of a Huracan is how. Yeah. <laughs> and those things it are, was, those things are just like godly. Those things are pissed off at idle. Like it's, it's sitting yeah. there idling and it's shaking. You're like, yeah, I don't know if like, if I was a doctor and I just worked 14 hours, you know, in the hospital, if I'd want to drive this thing home, I think it put me in a yeah. bad mood. Yeah. Like if, it's, if it's sprinkling, you know, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. You'd, you'd end up going and back to the, the track, hospital. They suffer from all the same ailments. The Corvettes have always suffered from, you know, the, the brakes will get warm, especially if you're ham fisting it. And, you know, any force induction engine does not like tracks in the South in the summer, but yeah. Oh man, when it worked, it worked. That's uh that's, that's, I didn't even know you guys had those kind of cars at extreme experience. That, oh yeah. That's they they just got a new, new uh, Grand Sport. They got it. Yes, they got an NSX. And another GT3, and, uh, right? I think another GT3. GT3s. Yeah. I believe if they don't already have one, I know they're on the waiting list for a 48 GTB. Oh, jeez. So it, it's one of those things. I know a lot of our listeners um, instruct for Extreme Experience, and you know I've done it before. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a tough weekend. It really is, but... You know, when you approach it as, hey, I, I'm, you know, putting joy in these people's lives, it, it really makes it pretty tolerable. Yeah, I hadn't I, yeah. I really hadn't thought about it that way. That's uh, that's probably the you know, that's that's probably most of your customers, too. Um, oh, yeah. You're not giving them like every now and again, you'll get somebody who genuinely knows what they're doing behind the wheel. And the interesting thing is you'll never figure that out until about halfway through the first lap, because no yeah. one who's ever ever really impressed me as a driver told me when they got in the car, Hey, I do all of these things. In fact, the longer that they feel the need to recite their resume, the the more aggressive I get with my in- intervention. <laughs> yeah. That that's probably a good, uh, a good way to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, I had a girl get in the car in Autobahn in Illinois a couple of years ago. And, um, by the time we've gone through three turns, I've already had to facilitate her passing two cars. And now she is leaning on the lead car. And the lead car was, uh, at the time, it was driven by, uh, and uh, you, you know Stu, right, uh, Austin? Yeah. Yep. So, and I don't know if I, he wants me blabbing his name all over, but Stu <laughs> is a phenomenal driver. I always make the joke that when I want my ego shrank back down to size, I try to keep up with Stu. So she is she is in this car just leaning on Stu and Stu is really having to pedal this the modified evolution that they drive around the track. And so I, I you know, but we're about halfway around the first time and I, I kind of look at her and go, uh, so you've done this before. And she just shrugs her shoulders, and goes hey, babe, once or twice. And we come flying around in the second lap. And I'm like, no, 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 not once or twice. What's the story? She's like, oh, well, you know, I was a regional SCCA champion for three years before I had my kid. And this is my first time back in the car. <laughs> so then the, the third lap, I'm just sitting over there taking notes. Ooh, OK. Oh, I, I like that braking marker. That's much better. OK. You know, so, yeah, that was. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. She, would, but she wouldn't have told me anything. She wouldn't have said a word you know, <laughs> yeah. if I hadn't asked. She was just going to go out there and wheel the car. And whew, yeah, she did. It was awesome. Well, nice. uh, besides uh, besides all the supercar uh, fun that you ha- seem to have, <laughs> what uh, what's your other driving? Uh, what's your driving background like? Where where did this all start for you? Uh, well, okay, so we'll go all the way back. Um, my dad was a uh, sales manager, uh, both regionally and then locally for a Nissan back when they were Datsun outfit. Okay, and cool. My dad ended up in car sales. Uh, well, until he and I finger quotes retired my senior year of high school. So as a result, he hates or hated cars, just absolutely hated cars. And it drove him nuts to no end that he would come home and his son would have every car magazine, you know, laid out on the TV and all I ever want to talk about on cars. And he could just 
he didn't want to talk about it. And I remember I was 17. He came home and I had the hood up on my Mustang and he, he came home and go, well, what's the matter with it? I said, nothing. I was just, nope, nope. It ain't broken. Put the hood down, put the hood down, put it down, put it down, put the hood down right now for you. Buddy. <laughs> you know, so I had to learn all of this the hard way. So yeah. I, I, you know, I, I did all the high school nonsense and this is, you know, dinosaurs roam the earth. So this is 89, 90, you know, I'm in whatever I thought was fast at the time that I could do stupid stuff on, but I didn't autocross. I didn't, I was just driving like an idiot. And then, uh, because my career was going nowhere, I joined the air force in 1991 and I was stationed in Germany. And while I was there, I picked up a Porsche 924 because I had class. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in Germany, home of the most amazing cars and I get the worst, worst Volkswagen, but, <laughs> oh, they're not that uh, bad. They're not bad. yeah. And I didn't learn my lesson, so I bought a second one after that one went to the great beyond. And I um, I ended up joining the Porsche Club of America German region while I was there. And the interesting thing about the Porsche Club is, you know, the guys that had 911s were all retired, you know, base commanders and highway, you know, just high rollers. So they could yeah. get runways shut down to go autocrossing. So we would do that. We would go autocrossing on the oh, runway. Cool. Yeah, they'd lost their flying mission, but it was supposed to be an emergency runway, but they'd let us have it over at a base called Sembach, which is now part of the Ramstein Kaiserslautern complex over in Germany. I digress. So, yeah, so I'm racing this 924. I love that one song that Ramstein had. That was, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm over there with my 924 against we had two guys that actually worked for Porsche in the club. And then, you know, a bunch of guys. There was a legitimate European Carrera, like early 70s Carrera uh, RSR that uh, a couple had. It was amazing. And then one of the guys that worked for Porsche had the European version of the Carrera RS, the 964, with the actual cloth door pulls and the the the, the manual roll down windows. And Oh, nice. Oh, dude, just some of the stuff over there that was great. So, and on a, on a good day in my class, I could actually get around some of them. I was, I was quicker and I had a handful of little trophies, you know, for my class. And some of the guys hated me being there, my piece of crap. And some of the guys liked it because they're like, <laughs> oh, he reminds me of when I was young and getting into cars. So I come back to the States with a fairly big ego and I get a Volkswagen 8 GTI 8 valve and I started autocrossing in Nebraska with a fairly good autocross club back in, yeah, this was, oh gosh, 90, 95, 96. Cool, yeah. And promptly get my ego shrunk right back down to size. So I actually start paying attention and watching what the other guys are doing and, you know, breaking my car, trying to modify it. And I learned... I remember it was uh, I'm underneath my GTI. I didn't have off street parking, so I'm on the on the street. It is <laughs> 23 degrees, and I'm having to do something to this car because I broke it autocrossing, and it's bitterly cold. And I had about two and a half hours to get this repair done before I had to go inside, get cleaned up, put on a uniform, and go to work. And I just remember thinking, there, I've got to find a way to make more money. This is just not working for me. <laughs> So I sold all my toys and I went back and finished my, well, I say I finished, I, I finished my bachelor's degree. I just started going to college till I was in the Air Force and right there in Nebraska. And then when I uh, finally got that all settled, I was living in Oklahoma and I started autocrossing again with a great group of guys out there. I didn't know them directly, but the, it was the same group of guys that were associated with the uh, the street outlaws, Big Chief and all those guys. Huh. Okay. They, uh, yeah, OK Speed used to be. There was a, a website. It's dead now, but 
it was uh, initially a series of phone numbers that guys would just type in and they would text out, you know, there's a race here at this time, this time. And yeah, Street Outlaws is, you know, it's staged and they, they have to do a lot of packaging. But the reason those guys have a show is because that's how they used to live. Everything that you've ever heard Big Chief talk about on that show, he did. That guy was street driving an eight second Pontiac. And then they, you know, they would show up in abandoned industrial uh, parks and and, two trailers would unload. You get a burnout, you get 10 minutes. They race for an eighth of a mile. Somebody's getting handed $5,000 and then they're back on the trailers and they're gone in 20 minutes before the cops even know what happened. Wow. Yeah, that that was, so that stuff was all legit. And I I ended up autocrossing and doing track days with those guys. (laughs) That's not a thing you would hear. <laughs> you know, well, they're eight like, second cars on Saturday night, and then Sunday we just autocross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, if I think they're still up there. If you if you go into YouTube and you type in Oklahoma Speed Monday Night Madness, there are just some you know uh, some hilarious videos of some of those guys put up of just some of the nonsense. And you know, Oklahoma's a big, flat, empty place with a lot of roads that just takes too long to get to. And yeah, so they do you know from that's a roll, from a dig, yeah, and this true. is you know. This is Fast and Furious era, you know, so everybody was, oh, someone think of the children. No, they're they're street racing. Yeah, yeah. they've been street racing for 30 years. You're just now <laughs> hearing about it. Yeah, it, in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. not as big. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then, um, but, you know, and then I guess, you know, when I talk about people that kind of started out with that kind of stuff, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of start maturing a little bit. And then you realize I, I worry about so much less when I'm driving on a track. I'm yeah. just in such yeah. a better place, but I don't worry about cops. I don't worry about running over somebody's dog. I don't have to worry about all this other kind of stuff. I can just focus on going fast. And that's, again, I'm going to keep plugging it because, you know, uh, I want to come work with you guys this summer, but that's one of the great things about grip life. To, you know, and, and you guys probably hear this all the time. What's the great holdup? Why people won't do track days? Oh, well, I, I got to get this new turbo set up or I got to get this new tune yeah, for my car. My car's not done. Gotta, yeah. yeah, I have to go. To, no, just stop. Take your car. If it doesn't leak a whole lot of fluids and it will stop when you press on the brake pedal, bring it. In fact, yeah. do it on do it on horrible tires. Do it on tires you got from the junkyard that you're not even gonna you know keep on for the weekend because then you really kind of learn how tires communicate. Yeah. And you and and then you've actually created a modification that goes with you from car to car to car. So you've just invested, you know, a couple hundred dollars in a lifetime modification that makes you faster. Yeah. Yeah, the the I, I never learn more than when I abandon my turbo setup on my on my track car. Like I just got faster and faster and faster, and now I'm almost going you know the same lap times I did with one quarter the horsepower. So uh, it, you uh, learn to you learn to manage your energy, and it, yeah, you, a, you're doing it correctly when you're not just compensating with power, you know. It's just way easier it's, to learn everything. <laughs> and so much doesn't break. Whenever you're yeah. chasing horsepower, something always breaks. Always, 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 always. Yeah, and I say that as a guy that's, you know, stares every night at, at his garage Porsche track project. Oh, if I could just make it run. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is it? It's a... Nine nine six. I've got a and oh cool. Well, so yeah, I was teaching oh, with thought, the Porsche Club. The I thought club you were going to say nine two four, man. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> disappointed, <laughs> but also relieved. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I I it's my second nine nine six, and I was doing work with the Porsche Club, and I'd always go get the old guy to come out with me, and and 
one time I'm out there and I'm just, I'm having a really good lap at uh, Hallett and I look over at the instructor and he's just sitting there with his arms crossed. I mean, nothing, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, and I've, I've been in both seats enough to know that you never try to impress the driving instructor because they're not. And you never try to scare the driving instructor because they already are. And <laughs> that's actually pretty good advice. <laughs> so, and so the guy's just sitting over there and we, you know, we go through a 20 minute session. We pull in and he goes, yeah, there's nothing left. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, you can't go any faster in this car. You, you are wrenching every inch of speed. I'm like, well, crap. Cause now it costs money and yeah. I've got to start. And the, and I just thought about, it. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, drop this much horsepower, drop, do this, do this. And I'm like, I'm already seeing the other side of 140. I just, so I just pulled it off the road and had a cage put in it. And, you know, that was the idea. So if, if I'm going to do this, just yeah. quit screwing around and, and, you know, do it in a car that you're going to walk away from if you want it up. Yeah. Instead of, you know, throwing down more horsepower that's just going to make the thing, you know, undrivable on the street. Or as a... Uh, and you remember Nicholas, uh, our buddy Nicholas calls it chasing the dragon. You know, you get a car and it's pretty quick, you know, and you, you learn how to drive it. You get pretty fast with it. So then you upgrade something on the suspension and then you get really good at that. And then you upgrade something on the engine. You get really good at that. And then, you know, before you know it, th there's that one modification that, you know, as soon as you make it, you can't drive it on the street. Either it's illegal or yeah. it's just absurd. So then you buy you go buy the twenty five hundred truck and the trailer. Yeah. And then. You're sitting at the stoplight or you're on eBay late at night and you're like, ooh, I could buy that car, sell the truck, the car, the trailer, and it's fast enough to drive on a track, but I could drive it to work every day. And then you make a modification and you make another modification. Yeah, and yeah. so it's just chasing the dragon. So, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick calls that chasing the dragon. That, that's uh, that's that's very uh, reminiscent of my own track life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then so you just get to the point where like, oh, I'm just going to buy something. I don't have to yeah, worry about Pretty, pretty soon. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to walk to work. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't need a car anymore. And I'll just unhook my work truck and I'll use that uh, to, to take it to the track. <laughs> so exactly. Um, How, or just get, get one of those condos, you know, that they got out there. Just live. Just the live there. Just, yeah. Yeah. One of those days. One of these days. Yeah. So how, uh, it, how did you get into to writing about cars, Mensel? Well, that's okay. So I, I've, yeah, I've always that was the one subject I never failed in school. I was always very good at creating and writing, and uh, I'd actually done some writing for the Porsche Club of America newsletter when I was in Europe, and then uh, came back to the states, and I, you know. On the OK Speed message board, I was just known for these just long tirades or I would just, you know, just make up complete crap or tell these stories or, you know, just be one of these essays. And then actually when I lived in Colorado, too, there was uh, the Colorado Sport Bike Forums, which I believe is still still out there operational and good if you guys want to visit that one. Especially if you're looking for a squiggly line in Colorado, that's a lot of fun to drive. And so everyone, now oh, you ought to write, you ought to write. And then in 2000, this is embarrassing but i want to say 12 2012 or maybe no sooner than that uh 2010 or 2011 uh they had an opening on the truth about cars they said we're looking for some reader submission and i submitted them a uh actually a story i'd written online about my mg i had a little 72 mg midget and they published it and literally the guy emailed me back Charles schmidt and said what else do you have so i cool. wrote a piece about wrote a piece about my El Camino that I had at the time. And then, 
got deployed and, you know, a little bit more free time than I normally had. So I started writing a bunch of stuff. And then when I was in uh, the Middle East, I was in Abu Dhabi at the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, I was I think I, I submitted a bunch of stuff. I you know, it was probably about 20 pieces or so. And then while I'm doing that, it um, the editorial shift gets handed over to Jack Baruth. And Jack was actually Jack's a really, really good editor. Uh, and he. He won't give you the right answer. He'll just kind of kick it back and go, "I whatever it is you're trying to convey here, I'm not feeling it. So, you know, maybe try from a different angle. Hmm. So just did a really nice job of coaching me on that. And then um, one day, you know, he goes, hey, you know, uh, why don't you uh, submit some stuff to Road and Track? And so I did. So I got a couple of things published on roadandtrack.com. And then I got a print piece in April of 2015. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've I've fallen off of it because I'm really trying to concentrate on being a good teacher and it doesn't leave me a lot of free time right now, but I'm, I'm getting back into the swing of it and I've got about 17 half finished things on my laptop, but yeah, <laughs> it sounds like my it laptop. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a great opportunity to kind of, you know, combine stuff that I enjoy doing, which is doing dumb things in cars and then telling stories about, you know, dumb things in cars. And I've just been really lucky about the people that I've, I've been able to, that have, that have looked after me in this. And then the people that I've met and it's been cool. So like last weekend, I spent the weekend at road Atlanta again, racing with uh, Jack Baruth, Mark Baruth, Sam Smith, Travis Kolsky and Matt Farah. And uh, you think you, you, well, I don't, I don't want to be like the jerk that advertises their podcast on your podcast, but if you, you listen to, his thing he's been talking about yeah, the, yeah. our misadventures in atlanta and yeah you guys yeah, he, are car he, culture people so. yeah he's been on our show once and austin's even snuck onto his show once so yeah. it's it's uh it's no secret yeah, what show he yeah. does yeah so. i forgot i forgot that i had heard that episode i, I went like, austin i know that guy i went to his house for new year's too <laughs> yeah, is, he, yeah. is he not like the most generous human being on the planet? He, he's like, oh yeah, whatever he's you awesome. want, man. It's yeah. Cool. Come on. yeah, he is super, super rad. Yeah, so. we uh, we we have a good time with him at Grid Life Midwest the last few years, and I think he's coming to uh, to South Festival this year too. Also, I hope so, oh, man. I hope so. That, yeah, he he said it on a show a few weeks ago. So yeah, yeah and, he is and, just and, yeah, it's sort of scheduled. So, so. He's so cool and he's so nice and he has no ego whatsoever. And it is it is really awesome watching him interact with fans because they'll come up to him and he'll be like, you know, they're like, oh, hey. And he turns around like, oh, hey, like, you know, why are you talking to me? I'm nobody. And then they're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm a fan. And then he's oh, well, man, dude, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks so much. Actually, that whole team's like that. Travis is like that. Sam's like that. The Ruth brothers are like that. It is it's really cool being with those guys, just seeing how little ego they have when it comes to their fans. Yeah, the uh, the first year and and last year too, uh, when Matt was at South Festival or Midwest Festival with us, like he would uh, we'd walk down out of the tower and like someone would be like, "Holy shit, it's Matt Fair!" and and he would like turn to <laughs> us and be like, it's "So weird, man." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he's, he, pretty, he's pretty chill. He's he's a regular dude. So he is. He is, and and just I, like if if you're sitting there and you look thirsty and he's got a coke, hey, I'll hear, man. You know, it just he is so generous with everything he's just a really really good guy to hang out with uh, how, how did you feel... guys do oh, sorry sorry, sorry uh, to interrupt uh, so, yeah how did you do it Rotolana? So. not as good as we wanted to the the cars it's it's really only the second race on the car now yeah. i am going to shamelessly pimp another uh 
it's a YouTube show, but it's uh, the Boost Brothers, and it's it's yeah. Bozy and, and Bojan. And those guys, so um, Charlie, Jack's wife, bought the car last year. We rented it at Mid-Ohio and did really well with it. And then um, she, you know, rubbed the wall with it. So we brought it in, gave it a good once over, but that cost us our lead. Uh, But we had a good time with it. And then Sunday morning, we go out and we are throwing down. And I think... Travis ran us from third to first. He was just a man on fire. So we're running first position. I get in the car and I, I manage to hold on to the lead. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, okay, there's a little bit of smoke. So I call a radio in. Hey guys, I want you to you know check for some smoke when I'm coming by. But as I come through uh, the carousel, I look up and I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm coming in. There's a lot of smoke behind the car. Yeah. The oil drain plug had backed out. So. Uh, the Boost Brothers, and that's their YouTube show that you should totally check out, and also check out their Instagram. So the Boost Brothers haul this thing to North Carolina and go over the entire car. Like they're sending us constant email updates and, and of like this is the upgrades we've done. They redid the insides; it was actually really nice. They put in this this extra big you know Sparco containment seat that wasn't supposed to fit, so they had to make it fit. And just everything they do is so detail oriented. They they've changed out everything. They safety wired stuff that they didn't want backing out. So now we're just trying to figure the car out. Um, on Saturday, we managed to run it out of gas twice. <laughs> That'll happen. Two, two times we managed to run. The, we're like, oh, it's got one more lap in it. And then the cars yeah. come around, you know, come down. Oh, OK, well, we'll, we'll be looking for it on the flatbed, you know. And so that killed us. And even, uh, you know, the uh, his name is Casey right now. The, the president of AER is like, wow, you guys are doing really good. Till you stepped on your decks and <laughs> you know, we just sit there and shake our heads and go, yeah. You love it when well, the guy when the guy who runs the entire event says that to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we 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 started out, I want to say, you know, early in the race, fourth, and Jack Jack does a leadoff. Jack gets us into second, uh, and then I get in the car during the pit stop. We slip to third. I get us back to second, and we're running down uh, the. Uh, First place, we, we unlapped it, and then, yes, Sam's in there just setting this thing on on its ear. He is running down first place car, and then we run it out of gas. We're yeah. like, ah, oh, you know. And so then we actually get it back on track and then did it again, just, you know. So, <laughs> so Saturday night, the Bosey brothers are going over it, and they see just this tiny little leak from one of the ridiculously expensive, you know, Penske shocks underneath the thing, and, and we couldn't source another one. So we, we packed it in Sunday morning and went home. And the, okay. you know, the, the thing about it is, is the Skip Barber cars run the same shocks. And, you know, my my less than honorable redneck uh, tendencies were coming up. I'm like, let's just give me the wrenches. Don't, don't ask where I got it. Nope. I'll, I'll yeah. be back in 20 minutes, you know, and justifiably with, you know, road and track and some of the guys associated with it. We didn't want to be the ones. You know, if we were smoky eunuch, we could probably get away with it, you know, but otherwise they're like, oh, those bastards stole our shot. Hey, Adam, yeah. Adam, don't we know somebody that, that pulled a, a clutch line off of one? Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I, I, it was uh, it was one of the guys. I think it's the the owner of OMP um, o- OPM or OPM, OPM <laughs> uh, other other people's money. I think is yeah, for, how that prep shop was for, named, for Danny they, Stein's car, right? Yeah, they run spec Miatas and Tom Fuller, um, Blake Meredith, a friend of ours who used to work yes. there. He was he was saying, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 
uh, Danny Stein's car was, it's an STL MX five or whatever for SCCA. And like something happened with the clutch line. So he just ran over behind the, cause the skip barber school has like a bunch of wrecked MX fives behind of it. Yeah, behind exactly, it. And, and he yeah. just went over there and like opened the hood and, he, and like, Hey, we found one. <laughs> he yanked it out. And for, for something like that, it would have been a completely different discussion, but these yeah. are like the remote reservoir $4,000 shocks. Hey, just yeah, put, them, no. put them back Penske's, at the end of the weekend. Uh, these aren't free. Put yeah. them back yeah. at the end of the weekend and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, and I would have just, it, I just it, ran that thing until it uh, until it stopped going up and down. <laughs> well, and, it's, and, 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 and and coming from a lemon, you know, coming from a lemons background, that's kind of where you know. Yeah, but, that's the background I come from, also. <laughs> well, and it was kind of funny because at the beginning of the weekend they were having kind of an issue with the ABS module, and they're like, "Well, we're just going to have to run the car with out ABS," and like literally everyone on the team is like, "Okay, yeah, all right, well, yeah," and I'm like. Y'all are spoiled, man. ABS, <laughs> what you know? I drove a boat in lemons for two years, you know, and I and I don't mean a large car. It was an actual boat. It was a seventy-two yeah. C Sprite mounted onto an S ten. ABS, you know, and and they're just kind of looking because these guys are coming out of you know they they've all been allowed to drive. They opened up the Indy Museum last year and let Sam Smith just you know yeah oh here just a couple that, of these cars. You know, that was Jim- one of the best articles, by the way, that I've yeah, I've yeah. ever read in Road yes. Track. So, well, and, yeah, and you so, read, so, did you read his account when he went to Goodwood and he drove, you know, somebody's Jaguar, like original competition, XJ120? Yeah, that's, I, a little I didn't. Bit, uh, that's a little different than a boat at Lemons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and the thing is, is and, and I, I understand why they're doing it, because, A, Sam is an incredible writer. He just does a great job of, of putting you where he's where he is. And then, you know, on top of that, he's. The, the fastest way to get Sam uncomfortable is to talk about how good of a driver he is because he will like just shut up, stop talking. You can make fun of him. You can do anything else. He's got a great sense of humor. But you actually start talking about genuinely talented ideas behind the wheel. And he's like, nope, stop talking. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. And it's well, it's hilarious. So that's why they let him because he, he's going to tell a great story and he, he's going to take care of the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so they're they're all like seriously worried about not having ABS because they all just got done driving some Italian, you know. I mean, they've all run the EXR series and they're coming out of you know. Baruth had a Lamborghini up to 168 at Circuit of the Americas, you know, with like their test driver. And I'm I'm you know, oh that that's awesome, you know. I I I once drove uh you know a. Uh, a Miata that we beat with a baseball bat and called it the Pinata. You know, just... <laughs> to, to me, actually, ABS, non-ABS actually sounds like that might be better in a couple spots. <laughs> and, and, and the only time I ever got to the ABS that car was at Mid-Ohio, and I just yeah. wanted, the rain, I wanted yeah, to yeah. Actually, I wanted to see if there was any any speed left at the end of that straightaway. So I was pushing it, pushing it, pushing okay. it until I got in the ABS. And yeah, yeah, there was speed left. But then I was having to haul the car down so much, it was just easier to kind of, you know, back yeah. off a little bit and then let the tires scrub the speed into that corner. And I, I was yeah. just smoother that way. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a... I, I'm a very analog driver, I guess, which probably explains why, you know, I'm not better. But <laughs> for, for for reference, what kind of laps does uh, – that's a that's an old uh, Playboy Series car, right? MX5, MX5 Cup car. Yeah. And what we does were, it run at like Mid-Ohio and Road Atlanta? Uh, we were getting it this, – this weekend at Road Atlanta, we were getting one uh, – very consistent 148s out of it. And then Sam so, and Travis could, could turn a couple of 147s. Cool, and cool. 
you know, we, we, we felt like there was a little bit still left in the setup on it. And I think if Sam had gotten a shot at it Sunday, I think it probably would have danced into the one forty fives. Yeah. That makes that, that sounds about right. Uh, what kind of tires do you guys run on that day? Uh, the, the Dunlop, what's the Dunlops for like the Star Trek or whatever. Uh, they're, but they're new ones. Um, it's, it's, yeah. and it's, yeah, I should know this because like they really hooked us up and gave us a great deal, but I thought they yeah. still made the star spec, like DZ yeah, one Oh, whatever they make the, the DZ one Oh two. It's like a two eighty or 300 treadwear, but then they also make the star spec Z two. Yeah. The Z two. Yeah. I, I want to say it's yeah. Cause they, they brought it to start competing with, I remember when I first started doing crack can racing, you know, that's the like old, the hot, the uh, it's like one of the hot street tire, 200 treadwear yeah. things. So yeah. And, and they were, they were the ones, but then, you know, BFG, the rivals, especially if you're on yeah. a lightweight car, like a Honda, you know, the team everyone with in Oklahoma, they'll run a season on their rivals. Yeah. Rivals aren't bad. Uh, somebody, you know, so Dunlop stepped up their game and brought the. Uh, I, I want to say that they redid the the star specs. Yeah, the Z, they had the Z one and the Z two, and I think the Z twos yeah. didn't wear as long, but they were faster. So and they yeah they're and they're they're very predictable, really yeah. really good, really good tires. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we ran uh, we ran probably three fourteen hour races on a set of Z one star specs on my Lemons car a few years ago. And it was like an older set. Uh, and yeah, we would get, you know, we would rotate, uh, the front to back a little bit, um, here and there, but like between races. So we get like 14 hours front, move it to the back, um, and then kind of like balance it in the third race. But I mean, that's a lot of wheel to wheel. Um, especially it was a strut car. It was like an old 84 CRX. So it didn't wear the fronts real well. It kind of, kind of killed the outside yeah, edges. So it's you know? gonna, yeah. It's got a couple. Yeah. 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 Even with camber, it would kill the outside edges a little bit. I bet you on a newer Honda, it would, you know, we'd probably get 10%, 20% more life out of them. But uh, yeah, I really like those star specs. They were rad. They weren't, they were not a bad tire at all, but no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. And this, this car is really real. And then the, the, the boost guys went through it. The boost brother just went through and, just there was just a lot of stuff that had been missed because the car was born a race car. So they were just like, there's a couple of bad grounds, you know, just, yeah. just, and basically, you know, Oh, here's, here's where two horsepower were hiding. Here's where three horsepower were hiding. No, here's about five more horsepower that, you know, should have been available. And so they probably cool. found about 15, 20 horsepower on the car and you could feel it when we got into it. Yeah. That's, they a, do that's a pretty good time at Rod Atlanta. That's a good time at Rod Atlanta for like a stockish car tires, and street yeah. tires. Oh yeah, and even then, and we're just getting run down by the guys running GP5. There's you know, there's oh yeah, <laughs> you know, Grand Grand Am Corvette, and, uh, uh, one of the uh, CTSVs that used to run the uh, World Challenge Series. You know, so we've got this thing matted all the way down the back straightaway at Road Atlanta, and we're like, oh oh oh, this time, yes, I hit 120 kilometers, kilometers. <laughs> And then we've still got, you know, cars with 50 mile an hour closing speeds yeah. on us, you know. That's an, that's an eerie place to be, uh, to be passed at a high rate of speed too. I remember my first, my first session ever with NASA racing there. Um, I would, I would maybe top 120. I was running like about the same times as you, like 46s, 47s, my first session there and or first weekend there. And I was out there in the NASA, uh, the Thunder Group, like the faster road race group. They had put yeah, like the Honda, yeah. they put the Honda Challenge cars with the Thunder Group because there weren't any of us <laughs> and i'm out there with 130 horsepower and there are stock cars out there and like porsches like with more turbo noise than i've ever heard 
and <laughs> going the dead downhill section towards the braking zone, I would just move far right. And like, how much tire can I put in the grass and give that poor? <laughs> it would just terrify. Like it would, it would turn the car sideways. Like it would pull the back end around a little bit because they yes. were getting close to me because we're almost in the braking zone, you know? And yeah. uh, my, like my, my third lap there ever, I thought, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, a, it, was, it was scary. But Have you guys had a chance to run uh, NOLA Motorsports Park yet down in New Orleans? Austin has. Yeah, I yeah. ran I ran my wagon there on my trip back from California last year. Global Time Attack, yeah. <laughs> yes, epic. So, I love that place, I, You know, though. when I was down there, yeah, it's a great track, great bunch of guys. When I was down there, most of the uh, drivers that I was using for extreme experience, they were all the NASA and Porsche club instructors. And they're all the same guys. It's the BMW Porsche club and NASA instructors and the NOLA region are all the same group of about 15 really good dudes. So I got into teaching with them because, you know, anytime that we didn't have the track available to us is because of them. So I might as well do something. And I, I still go down there and teach when I can, because I really like the people down there and I love the track and I love the, the all the club local guys are down there, but you'll get in, you'll, you'll be in somebody's meeting or something on a 3200 foot straightaway and then you know there's some oil and gas money so these guys are coming by you in 800 900 horsepower cars and you you can actually feel your ears pop when they come past you inside your helmet yeah the pressure differential coming off the front of that car It's it's like when you go see the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels, they would always distract you while that one would come around behind the crowd at Mach at twelve hundred feet. Yeah. So you hear that, and then the you know the sound of the jet would then come on top of you and slap you in the back of the head. (laughs) (laughs) So you get that effect, you know. Yeah, it 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 is interesting. With uh, you can you can learn a lot in the slow cars, like we talked about, but. Man, fast cars, that, that mile per hour difference can sometimes be haunting at the end of the straightaway. But it's <laughs> well, fun, it just, but Yeah. And it just it just reminds you that, you know, it's a spending war and you are being outspent yeah. every time. <laughs> Some sometimes the lap time differentials just aren't, you know, for for the you know, for the hundred thousand dollars that I don't have into my car versus that turbo Porsche that passed me at 185 or whatever. Yeah. He only ran about twelve seconds or 10 seconds faster than me. And I don't know, man, a hundred thousand bucks goes a long way towards a lot towards life. You know, it's just a lot of money to spend for 10 seconds. Oh yeah. And I mean, and that's, that's, that's just what he's got invested in the car. How much, yeah, he invested, you know, he's got that the hauler, he's got the toter and, home and yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and he's got two, two full-time race techs that are assigned to the car, you yeah. know, that kind of, yeah, that's how there's a, there's nothing wrong with that. That that stuff has to happen. You got to have the those guys to to do cool stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's not for me. But there was a there was a lemons team that uh, I don't know how many lemons races they've run, that brought. I keep missing this race, but up in New Hampshire at the uh, for the Halloween Hoopty Fest, they, they were a bunch <laughs> the of ice racers. <laughs> It was the uh, it was a bunch of ice racers, so they all had Audis, and it was, so it was probably about six or seven of them, and they all had matching driver suits, and then they hired some poor Audi tech to like come work on their cars, and everyone just felt so bad for this guy because this entire squad of Audis were just such incredible douchebags. They personally. <laughs> Red flag the race three times over the weekend. No way. Like just one, one of their cars did something so colossally stupid. We all had to stop. 
and you know, and that's then they're hard like, to oh. do in a lemons race, man. That's exactly. hard. Like you know, oh, and they and they took out like a a front runner because they 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 braked way too late in a corner and got rear ended and hit the exhaust and the exhaust knocked their turbo off. That was the end of their weekend. You know, it was just. They were just colossally bad. And this poor Audi tech is having to deal with all these ham fisted bonehead drivers. And, you know, they all look like rejects from some sort of German version of Menudo because they all had these matching Audi driver suits on. (laughs) Wait, the, the matching suits weren't a joke like it was a real thing. It was a legit, no, they, they were like, uh, and just out of nowhere, they would come over and start spilling out their driver resume to you, like while oh you're working gosh. on your car or something. So I'm, I'm in there with three pedal mafia and like, literally I'm like, we're leaning against the boat, you know, doing, and she, this girl comes over and starts talking about how she's a real racer and how normally she would do this and blah, blah, blah. And all the schools she's been to. And I'm looking, looking at her going, I, I I watched you hit two cars today while I was on track. You are you're incompetent. Why are you even out here? You know, and, and, and I don't mind people hitting cars and lemons. You just come to expect that. But, you know, normally it's somebody's going to come over and apologize and bring you a beer. You know, this yeah. one's over spouting out their resume. I'm just <laughs> yeah, you can't defend yourself at lemons races when you're not driving. Well, it's not the way to do it. <laughs> Own it. Just walk up. And go. Hey, yeah. sorry. Really, really sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think we might have just made a podcast with you, Mr. Ward. I think, I it's, think so. Uh, <laughs> an hour in. What's uh, sorry, What's the rest guys. of the season sorry, look like? Yeah. What's the rest of the season for you look like here? Well, uh, uh, March not doing. I, I might pick up something with extreme experience in March, but uh, it's going to be actually it kind of wraps up my school year because I, I coach the marksmanship team, so that's going to wrap up the season. And we've got a couple of junior ROTC drill meets. That's what I'm doing. And then April, I am racing every weekend in April except oh for the weekend of the 15th because that's my wife's birthday and I'm already in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the first weekend will be WRL at Road Atlanta with Rocksteady Race. Racing. Then um, I'm sorry. No, the yeah, the first I'm actually going to be racing Chump at Daytona. I may have gotten those over. No, the it's um, the Endurance Racer Series at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Then the second weekend is WRL at Road Atlanta. Uh, third weekend, not doing anything. The weekend after that is Watkins Glen with the Road and Track and Friends Jeez. team. And then Chump Car Daytona with Fat Crack Racing, great bunch of guys that I met years ago on the Grassroots Motorsports Board, like back when one of them was in high school. Uh, you know, and now he's that's a, that is getting, a, that's an awesome forum. I love that forum. Yeah, great bunch of guys. And yeah. I, I tried to get I tried to get Abbott to, a job over there, but he he won't leave California. So <laughs> I love California too much, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, so and that's that. And then uh, well, the C. In August, you guys are coming back out here to Road Atlanta, so I'm hoping I can do that. Yeah. But I'm also uh, June. You're going to Gingerman. Yeah, June is our our big festival. We'd love to have you. If you can yeah. Come up yeah, summer, yeah. Summer. That's summer break for mental um, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to drive my RV up there and just just take in the whole thing. And then uh, awesome. Also, awesome. then in July, you guys are doing Audubon. I want to try and get out there and do that one because I I love that track. 
Yeah, let's uh, let's do uh, let's do a live show. We can record in person. It's more fun in person. So. Oh yes, that's, yeah. that is all kinds of a terrible idea, especially in person like after with drinks. you have slept for. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. Six hours and you're a little so punchy. Great. This will be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, I'm I'm in my mobile studio in the garage, and my wife just hit the remote start mean, and that means uh, <laughs> that, that my mobile studio is her car, and so that that means it's time to come inside and hang out with wife. So okay. uh, I'm gonna punch out. She's got a really big insurance policy on you, and she just wants you to stay yeah, and breathe it all. She's gonna gas you out, man. Part of it, gas you out. What's happening? So, well, Minzo, we uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, yeah, man, this was this was, uh, this was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> well, I had a great time. I, again, I want to apologize to your listeners for the, you know, the big letdown, but don't worry. Next week, it'll no, be somebody no, no, this was, a, this was a riot, man. Absolutely. Riot. Normally, these idiots tune in to listen to my nasally drone, Austin's professional voice, and whatever we have to say. So. This is uh, this is there's nothing wrong with what we just did. Excellent. All right. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. And let's uh, let's talk in person at one of our events this year. Uh, let's do it at all of them. That just sounds way too much fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, all right. very cool. Well, have a have a good night, everybody, and uh, yeah, me. rate review on iTunes or share with your friends or whatever you guys do with podcasts. We appreciate it.